so there's a lot of like roofing action going on back here and there's a lot of clanging around which I can hear in the studio so we're going to do some of this outside. Yesterday I did a video on the just announced Sony A9. Am I going to get one? Well, it's complicated. Here's the deal. I want to take the top off my Jeep so we can drive and talk about this. As you can see, there is absolutely no rain in the forecast whatsoever. However, it is extremely overcast. So I'm going to give you a little pro tip. If you want to make it rain and you own a Jeep, do this. Guaranteed rain. So let's talk about this Sony A9. Now let me preface this by saying, Sony, I love you, but I am sad. Yesterday you did this amazing press announcement for this new camera in New York City, and you had every photography channel on YouTube there but me. But don't worry, I still love you. I have had many Sony cameras over the years. I've shared just about all of them on this show with you guys, and I've spent my own money on them every time. I am not paid to talk about Sony. I use their stuff because I like it. I had the NEX5, and then I had the NEX6, then I had the NEX7, then I bought the original A7S. I had the A5100, still have the A6300, the RX100 Mark III, the RX100 Mark IV, the RX100 Mark V that I'm shooting on right now love it by the way. The X3000, the AX53. So I've had a lot of Sonys over the years and each one of them I bought because they did something that I thought that would work well for me. So a camera that does both stills and video functionality and each one of them kind of improved on something I had before. But it seems like the biggest selling point on the A9 is the fact that you can shoot stills at very high frame rates, which is very cool. It's just not something that I need in the type of stuff that I do. I'm not that kind of a photographer. I don't you have a need for spray and pray stuff. I shoot a lot slower than that. And honestly, for a pro-level camera, I don't think it's overpriced. It comes in under the 1DX and just under the D5, so I don't think that's a problem either. But it's still a lot of money, and it's a little bit outside my price range for features that I don't necessarily need. Now, I am very excited about the A9, and I would like to rent one and get my hands on it and try it, because I think a lot of the feature set is very promising into what you're going to see in the future in other models that Sony makes. I love Sony cameras. I think they're great. No rain yet. I'll be right back. I'm telling you guys, they love you all in there. I walked in a minute ago and she goes, oh, you got something from Brazil. It just sounds exotic. And it does. So the A9 is not really for me personally, but that's mainly because it doesn't have anything that I think I would find useful, especially at the price point. Speaking of Sony, a lot of people have asked me if I could kind of share my setup and what cameras I'm using for my vlog setup, so let's do that. Let's get off the road for this little demonstration. 
So this is my mobile rig, which basically is what I use for vlogging. And a lot of the videos that I've done recently where I've explored Fort Worth were done entirely with this setup. It consists of two cameras. Right now I'm using the Sony RX105. That's what you're looking at right now is the footage from the RX105. And there's another camera that I use as well. And it's this little one. And this is the Sony X3000, which is basically Sony's version of a GoPro. It's their action cam. There's three things that I actually like about this over the GoPro, which is why I ended up switching over to this. First of all, low light performance is slightly better. But even better than that is it has built-in optical image stabilization. In fact, Sony calls it BOSS, which stands for Balanced Optical Steady Shot. And basically what it means is this whole lens mechanism moves around while you're moving so you don't see as much jittering as you do with a GoPro or any other action cam. Use this a lot for a dash cam and it works really well to smooth that footage out. So anytime I'm in the Jeep and you're seeing something in the dash. The other thing that I really like about it, and it's a big advantage over the GoPro, is the microphone in here is actually excellent and it's good enough to use just for general vlogging. And so basically I can stick it on something like the little uh, Manfrotto Pixie and you're set up for vlogging. Now I like this because it's a wide angle so you don't have to hold it that far away. It's very small so it's really easy to carry around and be fairly stealth with. And you're listening to the audio just on the microphone on this camera which I think is very decent. And I think it's a pretty cool camera. I'm doing all this in 4K. Now it is a really wide angle lens so you probably wouldn't want to do an entire video on something like this but it works pretty well. Back to the RX105 I am still using what I refer to as the Sparrow Rig. So basically I'm going to film this with the other camera but I did a whole video on this if you want to see the details but basically what it is is it's a flash bracket right now I have it all on a tripod but I can mount this to a Joby Gorillapod anything else I'm using the Zoom H1 and the video mic row it sounds excellent maybe this guy wants to vlog too what's up you miss me why do you have to sniff that lens you wish it was a GoPro huh no I don't either So that is the mobile rig. That's what I use when I'm out and about. And when I'm in studio, it changes considerably and I can use different cameras in here. I'm not worried about portability as much. So I'm gonna get into that a little bit. Oh, and another thing, I've had several people ask me about music that I do for these videos. And do I still write my own music? The answer to that is kind of complicated. If you're new to the show, um, I was a music major when I was in college and I do a lot of my own composition stuff. I still write music a lot. Uh, just on the side and I was scoring my own music for this show for a long time and this went on for a while and it got to a point in the last year where it got really tricky because I increased the frequency that I was putting these videos out and so I just could not it it was not sustainable for me to try to write music for every video that I did and so I started doing things like reusing music and, and then that would get stale and so I really needed to kind of be able to set that aside and look for like a stock company or something where I could just get music online. And the problem with that is most of the stock stuff just was terrible. It was kind of dated and cinematic feeling. And the other thing is really expensive. And then finally, a very good friend of mine turned me on to Epidemic Sound, which I recommend to you guys. That's what I'm using. And I've been using them for a couple weeks now and it's really worked out. And what I like about it is they work directly with smaller artists. So the quality is a lot higher and they're very consistent. And one of the things that's really cool is it's allowed me to branch out and do some styles of music that I wouldn't have done on my own. So like I used like a 1950s doo-wop thing in a video last week and it worked really well, but that's something I would have never thought of if I were still storing, scoring my own music. So I will probably still do that from time to time. 
but it'll be just on special things. And, and I think that Epidemic just are so awesome and that library is great. And so they basically have a monthly subscription that you can sign up for. They have a YouTube plan that's specific. So if you need music for your stuff, go check it out. I will put a link in the description. And another thing that's very cool is I told them I was going to give them a shout out and they said, well, we can do one better. We'll give you an offer code. So this is good for the next 30 days or so. But basically, if you use this offer code, um, I'll put that in the description as well. That will save you an additional 25% off your first six months. So they're totally cool people, totally recommended and go check them out. So that's Epidemic Sound. Links in the description. Let's talk about what's in the studio. So let's talk about cameras and lighting and I'll start with cameras. And so the camera that I mainly use the most on the show is this one, which is the Sony a7S. Now what I really like about this is one, I've owned it for a long time and it does everything I need it to do. And I really, really like this setup. This is an older cage. It's an old Zacuto. This, this is kind of unnecessary, but it allows me to mount things on here. And I just use a Rode VideoMic Pro with this uh, that goes into the audio input. And this camera is great. It does well in low light. I also use this for shooting stills quite a bit. Really love the original A7S. Um, I never have upgraded the two just because it costs a lot of money and this does what I need it to do. Now, one of the things it will not do is it will not do internal 4K recording. You have to go out of the HDMI and into some kind of external recorder. And it also doesn't have a rear facing screen. So it's really hard for me to be able to see myself when I do these. And so what I did as a workaround is I got the Atomos Ninja Flame. I think it's how you say it, Atomos or Atomos. And uh, this solved both. So what this is, is it's a big monitor that I use as a touch screen. I run an HDMI input into here and basically this takes a signal off the camera and it uses these big hard drives that slip into the back. And it's basically a laptop hard drive that's enclosed in a case. And so what it does is it records ProRes footage right onto the drive. And so it makes it super easy because it's ready to edit. So really all I have to do is turn that on and go. And I have a little basket of prime lenses that I use. And I flip these in and out if I need to change the focal length. But it's really simple for the most part and it's something that I really like. The second camera that I'm using is the one that I am filming on right now and this is the Panasonic GH5. And it seems fairly obvious it's a little smaller, a little less big than that. And this is the newest edition and something that I've really been looking at a lot lately. And I would really love to use a Sony all the time, dear Sony, but you don't have anything with the flip screen that does 4K and works out like this. I used to really like using the Canon 80D a lot and I still love that camera, but it doesn't do 4K. And I wanted to do something because that's how I do my videos now. And so that's why I went with the Panasonic. And so far I'm really liking it and I'll do a review with you guys soon. I've talked about that camera a little bit, but I'll get more into the stills functionality as well as video too. So that is basically the camera setup. Now lighting gets a little bit trickier because I haven't settled into something I'm really happy with. Um, I was using pretty much natural light exclusively for a while because I have this big window behind the Sony that you saw. And I can close that off and, and actually put something over it to shut that out. But I like natural light. It's really pretty, it's very diffuse, and it works really well. The problem with using that extensively for video is that it changes on you throughout the course of the day. So if you're taking something that is not, it's more than a few minutes to take, you could have completely different lighting. It's worked well, I've kind of learned how to work around it, but really more now I'm trying to black that out and use LEDs in the studio. And basically this revolves around these two big LEDs that are ICANs that I have that just point up at the ceiling and they just give an ambient bounce light. And then what I've started doing is I've started using these accent lights and let me get one of them so you can see what they are. 
Okay, so I'll steal one of my accent lights here and try not to look into it directly because it's very bright. But basically, this is a light that I'm using now. I love this. This is the Young Yuo, I believe is how you say it, the YN303. I'll put a link in the show description if you were interested. Uh, these are very inexpensive LED lights, and I have five of them in the studio. And you, they're about 65 bucks, but you do need a power supply for whatever reason that's not included, which is kind of maddening, but it's what it is. Um, so you'll have to spend a little more, another 15 or 20 bucks. But anyway, I love these lights. You can run them off of batteries. So this one right now is using one of these big Sony uh, batteries that they use in their big camcorders. And I already had some of these, which is really nice. And so you can use batteries or you can plug it in like these and run it off the AC in the wall. Um, very cool. The other thing is these are bicolor, which is very interesting because you can, if you're shooting in tungsten light, like regular house lamps or something, which is 3200 Kelvin, you can go down to 32 or you can bring it up to daylight balanced at 55, 56, wherever it stops, or you can blend the two and it's really nice. And the other thing about this that I really like is they are radio controlled. And I discovered this accidentally when I had three of them ready and I turned one and they all popped on. So basically I'm gonna turn them all off. So this is what it looks like with no lighting in here. Um, it's pretty dark because I'm using manual exposure here. But if I turn this one light on, they all three come on and voila. So it's really nice because you can have a setup and then just kind of control it from one. Or I can control it from this one. They all are synced up. So very cool and I'll put a link to those below. Now, I used to use natural light in here a lot um, because of this big window back here and I like doing that because it's very soft, it's very diffuse, it's very natural looking. But the problem with that is it's very unruly and if you are working on a video for more than a couple minutes, the light can change on you. And I used to just roll with that, but it's become very difficult. So really what I'm more into now is trying to black that out and then just use these studio lights to, to you know do what I want. Now the problem is, is when I use these and I get a setup, I'm, you know, part of why I'm doing a lot of the vlog stuff and why I'm getting out is because I don't want to sit here and just be a sitting talking head all the time. I want to try to vary it up and kind of make it more exciting. And so that affects the lighting setup. So I'm still working on this. So I'll report back when I've got some more to talk about. But that's one thing I'm working on right now. So anyway, that's pretty much my setup for how I make videos. And if you guys have any questions about this, please feel free to leave me a comment. And uh, that's about all I got for today. Got to go edit this and get it up. If you enjoyed this video, please remember to like it, share it. Subscribe to The Art of Photography for more videos, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Until then, 